Wrestling with Siblings. I'm your host, Araceli, and this is my co-host, Armando. Hi, guys. I'm Armando, and welcome to Wrestling with Siblings. All right, let's get started with the season premiere of Raw. Like The Miss said later on in the show, one of the most anticipated Raws pretty much of the entire year. Definitely. I was excited, excited. for this brand new season premiere of Raw, what it was going to bring. A hundred percent. And they do have a new stage, for those of you that don't know, so... Look that up, go see the videos, go see the images. It's pretty cool. I think it's unique and it definitely brings a whole new vision to Raw. And a very unique way of starting Raw. I didn't expect Red Mysterio to come out and be opening the season premiere of Raw. Yes, and keep in mind he does have a match later on tonight against the Universal Champion Seth Rollins. He earned his championship last week in a Fatal 5-Way match, and it's going to be interesting to see because we could potentially see Rey Mysterio walk out Universal Champion. Keep in mind, he's always had the odds stacked against him, and he's always overcome him. So don't be surprised if throughout the night when he faces Seth Rollins, he comes out victorious. And he comes out and makes it very, very clear that this match is going to be dedicated to none other than his son, Dominic, who's obviously sitting front row. And right before he can even continue on with his speech, Brock Lesnar decides to interrupt. And at this point, everything changes because danger awaits Rey Mysterio. Definitely. And knowing Brock Lesnar, he decides to come out and attack Rey Mysterio in front of his own son and not only did he have enough attacking did he, not only did he not have enough attacking Rey Mysterio but he also targeted poor Dominic who was pretty much innocent not doing anything he obviously sat down the moment he saw Brock Lesnar coming towards him I do think Brock Lesnar crossed a line I think that's just something you don't do you don't target somebody's son you don't two things that came to my mind one of them I told her so the, I was like Okay, this is a message for Kofi Kingston. Because keep in mind, Brock Lesnar is facing Kofi Kingston on Friday on SmackDown Live for the WWE Championship. And two, like I was telling her, he pretty much took out Rey Mysterio. So what does that mean? That Rey Mysterio isn't able to compete throughout the night. So what does that mean? That leaves that Seth Rollins doesn't have an opponent that he could face and he could potentially insert himself in the match and have a title opportunity to potentially win and who knows maybe unify the title if he wins on friday this is a very high probability only simply because that is a very brock lesnar thing to do he doesn't just do something to do it he does it to gain an advantage and i think you're very right on that but moving back into this you know he completely destroyed dominic he had to send him out on a stretcher and i think he really did send out a lesson to not only kofi but everybody in the wwe universe you know he's the most dangerous man in this roster and going back a little bit on brock lesnar he did it in the money in the bank there was an open spot and sure enough what does he do he inserts himself on it so i wasn't surprised that he attacked Rey mysterio a hundred percent all right so dominic Hope you're doing well, man. Rey Mysterio, you too. Hope to see them back soon. But now let's move on to the very first match of the night. Very surprised to see this match actually be this far up on the card. Sasha Banks versus Alexa Bliss. It appears that Nikki Cross and Bailey have been barred from ringside. Yeah, and 
as, a, as far as I can remember, this is the first time that Alexa Bliss doesn't have Nikki Cross on her side, and it didn't go as well as she hoped it was going to go. Yeah, and obviously, Alexa was at the advantage going straight into this match, simply because before the match even started, Becky Lynch comes out, and we already know that's a distraction. She was obviously standing on top of the announce table. She was doing her thing, you know, trying to distract Sasha Banks from her objective, and I think Alexa was able to capitalize super, super quickly on that, but I also do realize that Sasha was prepared for that, because I think she went into this match knowing she had not only a huge target on her back because of Becky Lynch, but also because of Alexa Bliss. Yeah, definitely. Sasha Banks was concentrated and was ready for whatever came at her. And I think, like you said, she played out good and she was able to steal pretty much the victory over Alexa Bliss. I think Alexa really wasn't prepared. I think she was ready for for a Sasha that wasn't going to be ready. And the moment she realized, okay, she is more ready than I thought, you know, I think that's what brought down the self-esteem of Alexa during this match and also the fact that she didn't have Nikki Cross there to to help her out to defend her and there was nothing that Alexa had up her sleeve this time and I think that was a huge factor too not having Nikki Cross in her corner played a huge role in Sasha's victory as well now also keep in mind Sasha Banks has a match going into Hell in a Cell on Sunday so she has to keep herself as fresh as she possibly can and I think that was her biggest objective going in here, taking care of Alexa Bliss, and going on to not only SmackDown, because she just booked for SmackDown, but Hell in a Cell. Moving on to Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler versus Heavy Machinery for the Raw Tag Team Championships. I gotta say, every week that goes by, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler just keep on impressing me week by week. I didn't really think this tag team was going to work, but it's working out like a world oil machine. We always like to compare this tag team to Sheamus and Cesaro because when they first came together, we were, we were like, this is an odd pairing. They don't really seem to work to get along, but as time went on, they became one of the best tag teams to ever be put together, and I think this is the definition of Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler. They understand each other, they get each other in so many different ways, and that's what makes them the tag team that they are today. Not only that, but I thought at first that they were going to have clash of egos and no apparently they're on the same page and i mean so far they're doing a phenomenal job and they are super unpredictable because they're still super new to each other and i think a lot of the teams don't know what Dolph ziggler and bobby root and robert root sorry can actually do together as a team and i think that's something that's very hard to prepare for because if you're a team that just came together a few weeks ago maybe even a month ago how do you prepare for that going into a match not knowing what to expect from them. Yeah, not only that, but Dolph Ziggler and Robert Root are very experienced. They've both been in this business for quite some time now and facing a team like Heavy Machinery that's rising and they're hungry for victory, it was a great test for them and sure enough, they were able to come out victorious. Yeah, obviously that experience always play plays a huge factor in any match, right? But at this point, I mean... Who was really at the advantage? I think the heavy machinery was because they're the powerhouses and they can pretty much do whatever they want with Robert Root and Ziggler, you know, and I think you mentioning experience is really what played a huge role because if you really think about it, heavy machinery had everything to win. They did. And not only that, Robert Root and Dolph Ziggler 
wait for the perfect opportunity to capitalize and sure enough they did and that's where the experience came into play in this match and I was I was really impressed by Tucker and Otis. I was. I can see them eventually becoming tag champions. I don't know who would be able to defeat Heavy Machinery, but right now if you were to predict who do you think could be the, the team that dethrones Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler. They need a name by the way. I I am done calling them Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler. I don't know yet. Maybe the Viking Raiders. They've been looking pretty good. And that's one. Maybe the Usos. When they come back, that would be a great chance for them. Those are probably two of the tag teams that I see that could take down Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode as of right now. And they have been teasing the return of AOP, so maybe they'll come back and they'll be the ones that dethrone them. Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, I don't know who could potentially dethrone them. I mean, there's a lot of competition in the Raw Tag Team division right now. I really don't know who could potentially dethrone them. I already gave you my picks, but yeah, I do also have to agree with you on that. There's a lot of competition out there. And it's going to be a while till we see Robert Rindolph Sealer lose the titles. Definitely. 100% agree with you on that one. Alright, let's move on to Ms. TV with special guests Hulk Hogan and 16-time champion Ric Flair. Very interesting what the Miz was going to tell Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan. Yeah, well, he starts off by obviously showing his respects. He's like, it's an honor to share the ring with not only Rick, but also Hogan on the season premiere of Raw. And to cut to the chase, really, Hulk Hogan says it's an honor for him to stand in the ring with the GOAT, pretty much the greatest of all time in-ring performer, Ric Flair. And Rick is like, well, yeah, nobody can touch me when I'm inside of this ring. But to make a very long segment very, very short, it turns out that at Crown Jewel, we're going to get Team Hogan versus Team Flair, and each of them was going to show us and introduce to us who their team captains were. So Hulk Hogan is like, I have Seth Rollins as my team captain, and I was like, ooh, this is very, very interesting because now you have the Universal Champion Seth Rollins. Could you go wrong with that pick? No. No, you can't. I have to definitely agree with Hulk Hogan. That's a smart pick by him. But Nature Boy being the dirtiest player in the game, he decides to pick a former Evolution member and none other than Randy Orton. And I mean, that's an even bigger pick for the Nature Boy Ric Flair. That is a bigger pick, but I think it's also a smarter pick because Randy has been in this business for years. He knows his way in and out of the ring. He knows every single match, and he does his homework. He analyzes every single one of his opponents. So the moment I saw this, I was like, well, you know what? I'm Team Flair. I immediately said I'm, I'm Team Flair because simply of who he has. And you know that Randy Orton is going to piece together the perfect team. And we got to see who his first member of his team is because... Randy Orton was like, all right, Seth, let's have ourselves a little face-off, a little captain match. And before that even happened, you know, Randy started attacking Seth, and Baron Corbin comes out to help him out. I am telling you, this is the team to go for. I mean, so far, Ric Flair's team is starting to shape up pretty good. 
Randy Orton and not, not other than the King of the Ring winner, Brian Corbin. I mean, Hulk Hogan's going to have his work cut out and pick a team to top those superstars so far. And Seth, well, he had to go with somebody like Rusev because Rusev comes out and helps him out. So both teams are shaping up to be great. If I had to pick one, I'm Team Flair. Armando, what team are you on? Definitely Team Flair. Um, another thing, too, that we saw was we've been noticing that Rusev has been having problems at home with Lana. And so what does Lana do? She decides to come out with Bobby Lashley. And they pretty much make out, make out in front of everybody, the entire WWE Universe. And it looks like Bobby Lashley might be teaming up on Ric Flair's side. We're not 100% on that, but don't be surprised if he does, just because Rusev's there and he's going to feud with Rusev. Well, now that Armando gave away the main event, yes, that is what happened. So Bobby Lashley could potentially be in Ric Flair's team, which, again, another amazing athlete. Ric Flair cannot go wrong. He's a smart competitor. He knows exactly what he is doing. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see how these both both these teams shape up in the next couple of weeks. I wonder if any of them is going to pick the Miz. Probably Seth Rollins. Probably. I mean, if you really think about it, Miz is a great asset to any any team. But given the fact that it looks kind of like Flair has a lot of heels, we might see the Miz on Team Hogan. We'll see. All right, let's move on to the Viking Raiders versus the OC. The Viking Raiders amazing i think they're really the team to beat i think they've really set the standard and i think they've really proven themselves to be one of the greatest tag teams we're ever gonna see yeah um they kind of have the same way that aop started they started off strong hopefully they continue the same way and we don't get to see any injuries um so far from what i've seen this tag team is unstoppable up until now, even the OC that they're the most experienced tag team in the entire WWE is struggling with them to defeat them. So that says something about the Viking Raiders. Yes, I don't believe the Viking Raiders have lost just yet, which already tells you, you know what? This is the team that's going to be the one you're going to have to beat. And I don't know, I said it earlier, I think AOP might be the team that takes this team down. But I guess we're going to have to wait and see the OC, though. Come on, this is probably the most experienced tag team in all of the WWE. And I don't think the OC has faced a tag team like the Viking Raiders yet throughout their entire career. I think this is something different, something new for them, and it's really forcing them to go above and beyond to try to beat this team. Yeah, they faced them a couple more, a couple times, but that benefits them because it's forcing them to bring something new, some new moves from their arsenal. A hundred percent. And I have to really give it to Eric and Ivar because they did a great job keeping Gallows down for as long as they potentially could. They isolated him as much as they could, and I think that brought him a big advantage because they were like, okay, if we can take out one half, that immediately gives us the advantage, and I think that's exactly what they were trying to do. They were trying to prove their point, and I don't think the OC was really fully ready for a team like them. And yeah, they faced... Plenty and plenty of teams throughout the throughout their entire career all over the world. But I do think this was probably their toughest opponent yet. Alright, let's move on to Rico Shea versus Cesaro. 
I don't want to say they're evenly matched, but they kind of are because they get each other's styles super, super well. They both are superstars that can adapt to different styles, but yet they mesh so perfectly together. Especially Cesaro. Cesaro, I like his style because he adapts to powerhouses and he adapts to high flyers like Ricochet because he could also do what Ricochet does. So we see Ricochet fly, Cesaro could also do the same thing. Exactly. And I think, I want to say... They've found each other's matches, but at the same time, it's like they're so different in so many different ways, yet so similar. And I think that comes from them adapting, as I said. They always bring such amazing matches, but I also feel like they always try to set that bar because they never know what to expect from one competitor. They go into the match thinking, okay, I know who this competitor is and I know what they're capable of, but they go into the match and they're just like, I was completely wrong. I have to pull something out of my book of knowledge to be able to defeat this opponent. And going into that a little bit, Ricochet knew that the longer the match went, the more it was going to benefit Cesaro. So what did he do? He tried to finish the match early, and sure enough, that's what he did. He was able to steal the win over Cesaro because, like I said, they faced each other a couple times already. They know each other so well. So, Cesaro, so Ricochet knew that if the match went into depth, it was going to benefit Cesaro all the way. 100%. And I just think Cesaro was taking it slow at his own pace he was kind of just doing his own thing and was like whatever happens happens but he was focused he was determined and he knew exactly what he wanted this outcome to be all right let's move on to aj styles versus cedric alexander for the u.s championship another title defense in my opinion i think this was the match of the night <clears throat> i think aj styles proved why he is the best competitor in the world so far and this is another one where they're so similar in style. Cedric Alexander can pretty much compare the same exact style as AJ Styles. The only difference is that AJ has a lot more experience than Cedric Alexander does. But Cedric, I think, was is has been one of the very few superstars to really take AJ Styles to his limit. Yeah, I have to agree on you on that one. And I think the experience of being all over the world and being in independence for so many years and having face so many different styles was crucial in this match he was able to outsmart Cedric Alexander and was able to counter into a styles clash which it was really impressive you actually see it, you're gonna be like wow how did he counter that and I think Cedric Alexander was one of those guys that doesn't get frustrated but I think that with AJ he was starting to get a little frustrated and he didn't know how to overcome AJ Styles and like you said his experience was really what helped out AJ Styles in being able to take down Cedric Alexander. This was definitely the, the game changer in the match AJ Styles experience. Yes. Alright Lacey Evans versus Natalia. Very brutal match. We do know that Lacey Evans over the last couple of weeks has been using the sharpshooter to pretty much defeat her opponents. Natty, I understand why she's mad. She sees it as a mockery. She sees it as a form of Lacey not respecting her, and I get why she's mad. So we got to definitely see a different side of Natalia, and I like this new spark that we get in Natalia. And I really like the strategy that Lacey Evans is using. We did see her use this same strategy against Becky Lynch. What did she do? She got to Becky Lynch's head, and she's doing the exact same thing with Natty, like you said. So she knows how to get in, in her opponent's mind, not have the opponent's 
fully focused, and I think that's crucial going into a match. Not only does she get inside their head, but she also gets under their skin. She knows exactly what points to hit for you to go into this match. Not 100%. And the reason why I say that is because Natty's going to go in thinking, you know what, she's been mocking me. She's been doing this. She's been doing that. She's been really getting under her skin. And that already is a distraction for you. And Lacey Evans knows that. And she can fully capitalize on that. The only thing that Lacey, I think, really underestimates is really the experience of Natalia. Because that's what made, what really made a huge difference in this match. Yeah, and even though Lacey Evans was able to get the win... Like I said, it was because of the mind game she's playing and being able to get under Natty's skin. And like I said, we used, we saw her use that against Becky Lynch, and it seemed to work, and she continued to use it against Natty. 100% agree with you on that one. All right, moving on to the main event, which was Rusev versus Seth Rollins. Again, this match happened because Rey Mysterio was unable to compete given the fact that he... And his son Dominic got attacked at the beginning of the show. Okay, so Rusev made his return, what, two weeks ago, I believe? And we finally get to see him in the title picture where everybody thinks he belongs. He's great. He's a great athlete. He has the mic support in Lana. I think he really is one of the very few superstars that has the full package. And now he's finally getting the opportunity. And who knows, maybe he'll walk out champion. Not only that, but this time off benefit him. I mean, we've seen him in the ring, and I mean... Correct me if I'm wrong, doesn't he look a lot better now that he took this time off? Yeah. I mean, physically, I mean, if you, he looks more stronger, more leaner, and it's going to benefit his wrestling. You know, he also, like, he came back, and yes, he does look better than ever. We can put it that way. But he came into this match extremely prepared. He was focused. He was determined. He wanted to end the match early. He knew that the longer Seth was in this match the more he was at a disadvantage. So what does he do? He immediately tries to go for the accolade. I believe he tried it three times, and Seth was able to obviously counter that, but I believe if he would have got it in the first time, we would have crowned a new Universal Champion. And Seth Rollins, obviously, I think he was focused, but I also feel like he wasn't fully prepared because he knew what had just happened to Rey Mysterio at the beginning of the show, but he also now has to think, okay, what if Brock Lesnar comes out and interferes in my match? But not only that, he has to think about the feat. And not only that, he is the team captain to Hogan's team. So technically, he had a whole lot on his plate. He was at the disadvantage from the get-go. Yeah, a lot for Seth Rollins to think about, and obviously he wasn't fully focused for the match. I mean, with all those responsibilities he has, nobody would be able to get focused. And the match was going great. I think Rusev was really getting to that point where he was starting to really take over Seth Rollins. And this is where we see Bobby Lashley and Lana come out and they start making out. And it's a huge distraction. And both Seth and both Rusev are distracted. And what does the Fiend do? He decides to attack. Very, very interesting because we never know what type of steps the Fiend is going to take. And now it's going to be interesting to see what goes down on Sunday. A Hell in a Cell versus Seth Rollins and the Fiend Bray Wyatt inside Hell in a Cell. So we'll see who wins. I already got my pick. I know you got your pick, but we'll see who ends up winning on Sunday at Hell in a Cell. We'll give you guys our predictions along with our SmackDown episode. We'll add it together at the end. 
And for those of you that do not know what WWS stands for, I wonder what does WWS stand for? Breast League with siblings. Thank you guys so much. 